Hi guys, my name is Christine. Hi, I'm Noel. Hi, I'm Shazil and today we'll be talking about double standards in school in uh, in our families and everywhere you work. Yeah, basically everywhere. So basically double standards is the treatment of someone in a different way based on their attributes. So like today what we're focusing in on is uh double standards between men and women. On that note, I wanted to ask you guys, have you ever experienced double standards? Um <coughs> y- yes, I have experienced a lot of double standards, mostly in the learning uh institutions I find myself in. Uh I'd given an example earlier of the the university that I'm in where they value policing women's bodies. I don't know why they're so keen on that, but every time I see a lady well dressed, they they like you feel, you kind of see them feeling subconscious because they know they're gonna be sent home for for trying, you know, quote unquote the school will tell you your child said you the male lecturers but that that never never happens to a smartly dressed man that you'll be stopped and sent home or because you're so fine to be you're going to say this to male lecturers like that never happens to them uh there's so many others but i think that's the main one that's like the main double standard that i've experienced and i've experienced it quite a lot so yeah I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we're in the same institution. So like <laughs> on a daily basis we happen to rant about that like when we feel like getting upset. Yeah, but that's like something that's always happening and like I deep that. In the fact that they don't want to change. This is something the said institution is proud of. It's something they take pride in. And that's that's really that's I think that's where it gets bad. Is that they're proud of that. Yeah, and that uh, kind of propagates the thing for women like are held to a different standard, like instilling values in our women so that they're more marketable, but they're kind of perpetuating the idea that you're not really marketable if you dress in a certain way. I don't like yeah, like I I really it really makes it doesn't make sense because it's kind of fueling the real that we always say that we want to destroy. Uh but what um like um i wanted to take like a different approach to like how i kind of have experienced double standards um in my high school what was basically happening uh firstly and uh, when i like talked about it with like some of my friends from my high school we all kind of came to the conclusion that it might be racially motivated but maybe we're being dramatic maybe not um so basically what was happening is we had like um girls okay we wore skirts sometimes so what would happen is african or people from african descent like the girls were more curvy in my school or i think that's like the norm everywhere kind of so when we wore skirts we were told to like why are you wearing it so tight it's so short and then um you'd find like someone let's say from the uk that's like proper like i don't want to use this word but it's like caucasian Yeah. Um she wouldn't be told off and she'd be wearing it so high up. So we'd always say that it's racially motivated because um our principal was also from the UK. <laughs> so that's that's the experience I've had. What do you think about um double standard in families? Like what do you think about it? I think it depends on the motivation. Some parents instill double standards as a way to manipulate all of you. because that's a knock and narcissistic parents and 
or parents with narcissistic tendencies. So the double standards could not even be about gender. Sometimes in the family, sometimes it could be just a parent trying to manipulate the kids and you know like turn them against each other or something like that. Yeah. But uh definitely I've seen double standards in family. Uh the most common one was uh when you're going out but your parents want you back at like 5 p.m. and your brother can come in at 11 p.m. it was i think that's like one of the major ones that i used to see i thought the manipulation thing was like a byproduct like um maybe they the two would turn against each other because they're like you're you're my parents favorites i'm not what do i do that's so wrong maybe that like comes like later on but i don't think i okay Personally, I don't think that it's like something that the parents willingly want to do. Some some willingly do that for that specific purpose. So that's like so they can have like a favorite when the kids are adults. Mhm. And that way they can like they still have someone to take care of them. Maybe they have that fear or something. But with some parents it's like intentional, intentional. With others I get what you mean, it could be a byproduct later on. But with some parents it's intentional. What about you Nicola how do you feel okay in the family i feel like the double standards that exist uh yeah like the one that we mentioned earlier about coming home early i personally go through that i have to be home by 5 p.m. no matter where i am so um based on what you've just said the double standard i would say uh, i mean the cheating kids differently so that they identify who's the favorite and who not like to turn them against each other i know some parents do that um i i don't or i don't want to think it's common but i know it happens but also some just unintentionally have a favorite and treat them differently i can't even like imagine like okay I get what you're saying and it kind of like feeds into that whole element of like um maybe indirect in a way that like um loving boys and raising girls like I saw that quote somewhere and I was like okay that makes sense yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like it, it like literally sums everything up in the family <laughs> you find that like guys are given a pass like they'll be boys and they'll be aggressive but then girls are like calm down <laughs> take it down to 5 we're at around 100 right now <laughs> so like that's something we see a lot like um so so much yeah yeah it's it's so distracting yeah sorry <laughs> i feel like girls are punished more at, at an earlier age than boys are so for example as a little girl you'll be punished for playing around the house at like 6 7 but by the time they're punishing your boy for like playing around the house he's like 12 so for you as a That's girl some things were not allowed from a very early age but by the time that rule is being placed on your brother or like any boy you're being raised with it's much later them grown even got bored of playing that because it was so suppressed for you mm. but then your brother or whoever like got to experience the the fun of childhood but as women were punished as little girls were punished much earlier than our our, our male siblings yeah also i was thinking about how girls as being conformed to knowing all the household chores and almost doing every household hey. chore and guys just sitting back and relaxing and they know that when i come home i have to find food i have to find everything ready for me i don't It's have to disrespect the house <laughs> 
That's so true. And it's so disrespectful. <laughs> like, you yeah. want to marry your mom. What's up? <laughs> like, literally. And I think that's where the thing comes from that I would marry her if she doesn't know how to cook. Like, what are you going to do if you don't get married, my dude? Are you going to order in for the rest of your life? Are you going to starve? Like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the whole thing for, um, what's it called? Guys, people say that women mature faster than men. I think that kind of feeds into what Noel was saying. Like, we give boys a pass all the time that we don't raise them. Yes. Actually, that's so true. You, you, yeah, like what Nicola was saying, when guys go out, they are not, just, they are not given a timeline to get home. But as a girl, you're told, like, you're not supposed to be outside at night. Yeah, I even saw this video that was saying, like, as boys are taught how to cross the road, you know, look left, right, and left again. A girl is told, you know, at night, you can be killed, kidnapped. You, you should carry keys in a certain way. You should have this and these weapons to protect yourself. As the boy is being taught to cross the road, it was like absolute poem and so something. Yeah, and I think maybe that could like I don't know. Maybe this is far fetched, but um, when we have that kind of assumption that women at night are vulnerable and they can literally be done anything to, you can find that guys that are actually legitimately dangerous like feed into that, and they're like, okay, let me go look for a woman <laughs> and see if she's like there, so I can attack or something. I was thinking about what do you guys think when when like considering um the kind of country we are in and the leadership like the ladies are not given a lot of leadership qualities just like the guys because you might find like someone a lady is vying for a side in the government and she doesn't get it just because she's a lady but most guys get to it what do you guys think about that? It's stressful. <laughs> and also, I think the the Kenyan government also does not... They, to, they don't uh, make it a priority to protect their women who are in power. Uh, they don't Actually, they don't make it a priority to protect women full stop. You know? Yeah, that's so true. And then there's also this thing for women's seats. I am a feminist. Personally, <laughs> I label myself as that. But... I think that it's counterproductive to make certain seats for women, um, mainly because it limits them to that. Like you find that women will, that talented, genuinely talented and capable women are running for low priority seats because they're labeled as women's seats. If, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So you find that women are like, I'm not going to vie for um, a deputy i'm gonna change to women's rap because it's women's rap and they need people there like it doesn't i, I think it limits the women so i was listening to some discussion and then the guys were saying that some la- ladies should not be given some responsibilities these men are complaining that um ladies get too emotional they make they make a big deal out of everything what do you guys think I think I'd fight. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> my words don't work. These hands will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Even if I, I'd give them a piece of my mind. If I, if, what? Okay. Um, I think for those things that men uh, always throw at us, thinking that those are our weaknesses, those are our greatest strengths, by the way. Yeah. If you're leading a 
badly or if you're in that you need to have your emotions of course you need to be like still because of this man but you need your emotions to be like um if i'm passing this policy how is it going to impact the the, the mamamboga you know how is it yeah. going to the little girls in the streets so mm-hmm. how is it impact everybody so you need that emotion you need that emotion to at least i'm not making a policy that is going to hurt people you need True. that empathy you know in leadership and also we get mad about things as women especially for a woman in leadership you have high standards you have very very high standards you know lacking somebody is not doing their work as it's supposed to be you're going to cause a fit because i want my work in pristine condition okay i am the governor rest of the city i need my work in a certain position and that's that's um uh attention to detail it's 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 um it's praised in men you know but when we have attention to detail we're fussing over the small things no 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 we we ha- we have standards of how our work should look and i i think it's really bad that it's painted as bad thing for women as a bad trait for women yeah that's true it like it's it's a mindset that i don't think has changed because one of my courses was basically saying that women are emotional and men aren't <laughs> and this is in uni right now um <laughs> as a legitimate like content learning objective in the course guideline <laughs> literally yeah wow. so we need to normalize <laughs> normal men like normal men are men that do things are meant to do without having to like praise them for doing it like let's say um you find a man is taking time off work to go take care of his family that shouldn't be praised women do that all the time that's normal <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're praising yeah. the man for doing that you should praise a woman for doing that and balancing her work life and home life like it's it's not something we should be feeding into yeah like i feel something that we say when a woman is taking care of her children you know people say you know she's taking care of her children but when a man is doing it they call it babysitting mm-hmm. and it's his own children sounds like weird <laughs> yeah yeah and some men even say to themselves like you're a whole father you're paying school fees but you find yourself as a whole man saying oh i'm going to babysit my kid that that does not make sense that does not compute gosh yeah. sometimes yeah that's so true and like in the office it's so bad um like you find um Okay, there's this one case study that kind of relates to that. Um like in 2019 it was a really big story. You found like in Japan there were two men who took time off for newborns and um the companies that they worked for punished them with like demotions and pay cuts. Like it's like family values are really big in Japan, but um it's not that common to have men taking time off work for maternity leave. because it's not like in a man's nature like there like there's that whole kind of spectrum even if it's literally it's legal and supported by Japanese law um you have them suing these employers so i thought that was like something really good to mention right now and I, i think it's terrible that they punish those men for for not for being there for their wives you know but hey pregnancy is hard pregnancy is really hard and so after the pregnancy i think it's great to have your man there or the baby daddy there i think it's really messed up as a punishing demotion because i took care of my wife that's 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 so, it's up. insulting that's yeah in, that's very insulting and 
um definitely they should be sued i hope that doesn't spread to kenya nowadays yeah. they're giving them so i think that's a somehow a good thing but not all offices uh give that yeah my uncle took one of those i was so proud of him (laughs) 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 could we add that as a double standard maybe on the men's side about how they they okay yeah true society punishes them for for showing their emotions, mostly not society, but the, like their fellow men, they really uh, put each other down sometimes, especially when you're emotional, especially after a breakup. Like your boys will make so much fun of you after a breakup, and maybe at that time you just want to sit down and cry, you know, and eat ice cream and watch rom-coms. Maybe as a guy, that's what you want to do to like process your emotions, but you're not really allowed to do that. I think that's that's one of the major double standards guys face yeah 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 and i think it's because we have a tendency to label literal inanimate objects or activities as masculine and feminine feminine and that's like awful like i don't think it should be a thing and it's what we can okay yeah some women do it to men as well that's what we kind of use as fuel whenever like we're finding like vulnerable guys that just need a hug (laughs) 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 Yeah. What about this that people say that what a man does, a woman can do it better? It, it's true to a certain extent because, as I said earlier, like there's those things that are quote unquote inherent, like uh, attention to detail. Sometimes, like if uh, it depends also on what is being done, but <laughs> yes, it can be true in some cases because some uh, women will put a bit of details whatever they're doing they'll uh, work for longer hours on it be thinking about it on the go so i for some uh, for some things yes i do believe that what a man can do a woman can do better because they're offering a totally different perspective than what the man was offering so i in that sense it can be better i hate it when people use the excuse of uh women you're not strong enough for like things like engineering um, yeah any mechanical oh it's like you're not str- excuse me if i worked out i'm gonna be stronger than you and your friends they're female bodybuilders literally exactly so yeah. the, um, that argument i hate it when people say oh but women are not strong enough for this women are not smart enough to fix a car excuse you if i put in the work it's just i've not put in the work if i put in the work i'm gonna be brilliant i'm gonna know where each knob is going i'm gonna know where the each drop of fuel is getting distributed to it's just that if, if i'm not in that field i can't do it better but if i am in that field if i have studied whatever they're saying that a, a woman can't do i will do it better because i've studied it and i'm in that industry so yeah that argument for you know women are not strong enough or smart enough for certain things i think that's where we started saying what a man can do a woman can do better because of that <laughs> respect that that disrespect in that tone and then and, look uh-huh. do you think like okay how about the way citizen tv has like a, a session where women who could do like extraordinary things are featured and they and they talk about their things like they bring ladies who do like some ladies who drive tractors a lady who like ladies doing extraordinary things that maybe men think uh this lady can't do such a thing mm-hmm. 
I think content like that is really good. Um, content like that is very good. It normalizes that the fact that we're all normal and anything can be learned. Like, um, there's this thing that um, I found out quite a, a number of years ago that like almost everything that you know, well, aside from like there's some biological things that you can't like change, but everyone has access to the same kind of information. If I wanted to like just leave school and like join flight school, I can easily become like a pilot with a co-pilot as a man. <laughs> it's not like out of the ordinary, but because people aren't really exposed to like women like that that like take charge and take control of like I want to like change the norm, let's say. Um yeah, we can it can be like a really good thing. <laughs> And then I also think that some females get we we females get stigmatized a lot. Like when when you're going to get some job, some not employ you because you're a female, and they know that at a certain point they'll have to give you a leave because you will get pregnant. Definitely, and that is, or you mm-hmm. probably a loss to their company or something. Yes, I had a cousin. Yeah. This happened too. They tried to demote her when she said she was pregnant, and I was like, "What? How does that?" Like she had to call her husband to threaten to sue that company because they. That was talking about demoting her and then firing her, and that didn't make sense to me because it's still the same brain. Now I'm just having a child. The same brain that was coming up with those strategies that you loved last week before you found out I was pregnant. Is the same brain that I have when I'm pregnant. I think uh, for most companies they look at productivity because if you're pregnant you're not working as much. But that's that's disrespectful. That's very disrespectful because it's still the same brain that's going to brainstorm and that's going to work as hard as needs to be. But uh, as a country, we definitely need to have protection for pregnant women. Like it needs to be in our law that you can't fire a woman. Like. Absolutely, cannot fire a woman for being pregnant. Like we need to pass that in the law, a setting stone. Because companies, companies really, really take advantage of pregnant women and fire them. Because if you don't have a husband uh, who's gonna definitely sue, what are you going to do? You know, you're going to be stranded, scared to get pregnant or out of a job because you brought another human to this world. I, I, I think that there needs to be a law to protect women from that. <laughs> That yeah. actually reminds me of something. You know how people say that women are having less and less kids every day because they want to focus on their career? I feel like institutions kind of feed into that. Like, I know that, like, okay, personally, I know I probably won't have kids until, like, I'm, like, 30 or something when I have, like, a solid career. But that's also because I want to be an asset to the company and I don't want them to feel threatened by the fact that I might have kids in the future. But then you have some women that aren't able to get that kind of value in the company, be seen as a valuable kind of person. So they end up putting off um, raising a family if they want. It's not really a must. Mainly because they're scared of losing their, their stability and their future. Like, yeah, they might have like a supportive spouse at home. But that can always change in a heartbeat. And there's a sense of security and independence. Yeah. So that, that's something that I think happens. Um, I also ever saw a video that was saying uh, you could be going, like after you graduate and you have your degree and everything, you could be going interview. And then one of the questions they might ask you is when do you plan on starting 
uh, a family like when you plan on starting to have children and the person who was talking that video was saying if you're a woman don't answer this question because they just want to see when like how they can plan on firing you at when it comes close to whatever whatever age you mention and then also you notice how when you were talking about um, when you get pregnant you have to go to your husband to help you so because even like just somewhere uh, unconsciously you know subconsciously sorry you know that they they will they are more likely to listen to a man than they are to listen to you as a woman who is pregnant um, yeah and, Yeah. And and sometimes it's the women in the office that are perpetuating this thing. And and I think that's like that's even worse. But like yeah, I get I I get what you like. It's terrible that they're only willing to listen to a man because if what if I got IVF and there's no man to come between me or the husband died or y'all broke up, then what? You know like I don't need I think it's really bad that they uh disrespect the woman's voice. and and what she's got to say and only willing to hear it from a man like that's that's very disrespectful i agree <laughs> oh before we move on to the next one i just wanted to mention maybe like for our viewers if you know like any new mother just like check up on them because life is hard like i the industry isn't really built for new mothers like it's not sensitive towards them so like the stress of like going back to work that's pressure filled and like so many documents that you miss during your maternity leave it it can get i can imagine that it gets a, like stressful like really stressful so just like try and support them how you can yeah okay um i can start so uh i don't know about you guys but uh when i was in like i remember my dad telling me i have to read really really hard to make sure i pass my exams because as a girl I'm less likely to get a chance in the school that I wanted to go because I'm a girl so I have to work harder than the boys because I'm a girl you get it so even when like you you, you want to apply to work in a certain place you will have to consider the fact that you are a woman so you have to to outshine the men in some way for you to be valuable to that company Um for me I feel like one of the ways I was affected by double standards um it really made me angry like for a very long time I was angry at like the corporate industry because I once worked somewhere that if the lady messed up something so basic like forgot a printing password for the printer or messed up a printing thing the like miss misnumbered or just messed up a small mistake they would be yelled at so badly like i remember one of the one of my supervisors would call one of my colleagues a cow and it was a girl and i was like what like <laughs> if i was present that day i would have been suspended from that place <laughs> for sure for sure but then the guys the guys did such insane things like one of them legit had a rape allegation and they continued working there and that oh that made me so mad i was like what so if i mess up a printing thing i'm called a cow but this <laughs> boy can rape a whole woman and nothing happens like he's just protected and defended oh he's young oh you know you're going to ruin his life and i was like what i quit that company i was like i can't i can't deal with such people but that that double standard and it it's really 
especially in the industry when you're trying to build your career it can be very very infuriating to see these things happen and maybe the person who was called a cow was like working really hard it just that it was a bad day you know but i that yeah. that double standard like made me very very angry yeah but so i think that's the effect that it has that has had on me that it makes me very angry and how do you deal with that anger because it's not something you can change by sending a complaint not something you can change with an email you know so it can be very frustrating to know that this is a big problem but there's so much that needs to be fixing that i don't even think i can do in this lifetime yeah Actually about what you just said Dual I think that's why you find so many women have to learn how to compartmentalize the experience all these kind of contradictions that yeah you can join the company just don't talk like that <laughs> like be a strong woman but don't be too loud <laughs> so like women have to experience all these kinds of contradictions every day that like I can imagine that it only gets really it gets worse having to handle it all the time so I feel like maybe they have to like learn how to compartmentalize really well otherwise they'll kind of explode yeah. and the one part is that you can't call them out for this because some of the people protecting this uh men is your like so it's the director or the ceo yeah that's that's so true people are so disrespectful <laughs> so of feminism <laughs> they always think it's so extreme like we want to burn all men we want to form our own colonies of just women Like I was like relax it's not like one of those Hunger Games novels we don't want to extinguish you like yeah but like um I was going to say feminism could help break the wheel but until we understand what healthy feminism is I don't think yeah. that will happen um yeah, yeah but we're, we're going to get into the industry some of us maybe even our listeners might get into like positions where they can change legislation or like company policy to be more conducive to like men and women uh in maternity or paternity roles and like women when it comes to like dressing and being like you can dress how you want how you dress does not mean it's an invitation <laughs> like yeah, things like that yeah. yeah and also actually there's something that i've just remembered in the workplace mm-hmm. um we have instances of sexual harassment where um men are the victims and i feel like i have not heard personally of many cases but i know because uh it i know that it exists i just know that um because of the nature of like how men are like socialized to behave they may not report it because they're like i'm a man <laughs> i'm always ready or like i'm not like I'm not a victim because I'm a man and I should have been the strong one in the situation. So there's that aspect of pride yeah. that like I won't go and seek justice for myself because I don't want my fellow colleagues that are men or women or my friends to see that I became a victim to like let's say a woman. Yeah. I'm so expect I expected to enjoy it. Yeah, that's so true. We should also normalize consent on that point. Consent for men. Like just just ask your man, is it okay? And let me tell you, there's <laughs> there's an interview that I saw um where this guy was like, what my girlfriend asked me for consent and I was so shocked. Like I've never experienced that. Men are always expected to like be ready on the go, and that's not the case as Noel just said. So, yeah, I just wanted to mention that because it was something important that I've been thinking about. Um that's it for today. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be like bye. <laughs> <laughs>